0: A lot of issues I think in relationships actually lead to just not working on yourself and you have things that are triggering in you and you have past trauma you haven't addressed and then you're taking those issues and you're throwing them onto someone else hoping that it gets solved and it doesn't. Mm. And I think the best way, like if you're struggling with some of this stuff, like personal growth or relationship stuff, the best thing you could do is go work on you. Mm. And I think everyone has, has kind of... A duty to do that, you know. Like I found that earlier this month, I was like, I'm just drowning a little bit. Like I feel mm. like I'm drowning with work a little bit. I'm drowning just in life. I'm taking on too much. I'm saying yes to too many things. I need just like a check. So what I do, I like, insight like reach out to my therapist. I'm like, hey, we haven't connected in a long time. Let's let's get together. That's, That's my complaint. job as a business owner. That's my job. It's like a partner to Caitlin. That's a job for me as a human. Like if I feel like I'm drowning and I'm not being you know, align the best for me and the people around me, like I got to go do work on myself. No one else is going, I'm going.
1: You're listening to the Routine Project Podcast, where I, your host, Justin Crawford, am getting into the minds of today's leading entrepreneurs, thought leaders, celebrities, and so many more with one mission in mind, understanding their routines so we can get into building the ones that make the most sense for us. This is the one podcast that's hyper-focused on routines and routines only. What's cool is I feel like we're learning with the guests of the show because sometimes they come on here and they don't even know that they have these routines. I'm excited you're here to learn something new, so thank you for clicking play wherever you're tuning in. Now here's today's episode. The episode you're listening to is sponsored by Masterclass. If there's ever been anything on your mind that you think you wanted to do but really couldn't find the right tools or time to study it, Masterclass has your solutions. With Masterclass, you can learn from the world's best minds anytime, anywhere, at your own pace. It's like getting an online education, but better. You can learn how to become a better conversationalist and speaker with Robin Roberts from Good Morning America, improve your singing abilities with Alicia Keys, or learn how to cook the best meal ever with Gordon Ramsay. With over 150 classes from a range of world-class instructors, that one thing you've always wanted to do is closer than you think. I recently watched Robin Roberts' interview, and it was really cool to learn from her in the sense that I've always wanted to master this interviewing thing or really navigate conversations in the best way with my guests on this podcast. And what I learned from her was that a lot of it comes down to listening, but there were specific episodes on that. There were specific episodes on researching and so much more. I swear it was like sitting in an actual classroom with her because she's staring at the screen the entire time. And what was so cool is it does feel like she's directly talking to you. And I promise you these classes are so worth it. I highly recommend you check it out. And as a routine project podcast listener, you'll get 15% off your annual membership. Go to masterclass.com routineproject routine project. Now that's masterclass.com routineproject routine project for 15% off masterclass. Everyone, welcome to the Routine Project Podcast. It's Justin here, and if you're here for the first time, welcome. If you're back again for another episode, thanks for coming back. Jason Tardik joins me today in Nashville, Tennessee, recording in person as one of our first guests to do so, and as you guys know, Michael Ray was the first. Uh, And it's kind of exciting because we're literally sitting here, and I'm watching Jason just pour his coffee. We have no cameras in here. We're just hanging out, and we're so excited to have you on the show, my friend. I have to introduce you, though, If you guys don't know Jason already, he's a Wall Street Journal bestselling author of the amazing book, Restart Roadmap, Rewire and Reset Your Career. He's the host of the Apple's top charting podcast, Trading Secrets. He's an entrepreneur of five operating businesses. He's an investor and he's a speaker. And if that's not enough, after 10 years of working in corporate banking, he did take a detour into reality television to become a contestant on season 14 of ABC's The Bachelorette, which by the looks of it, I can ultimately say has changed his life for the better. Sometimes those shows can do a little dirty in one's career, and after having come off of it, just like Jason, he decided to grow and learn from everything he had learned from that show in all areas of his personal and professional life, one big smile at a time, something that I recognized about him when we first met. Jason, welcome to the Routine Project Podcast.
0: Justin, thank you so much for having me. What a great intro. I am loving the vibe of this space. I feel like we're in a nice little living room, just chit-chat, and it's good to see you.
1: In most living rooms, people don't
0: have microphones, so I can only <laughs> <Sure>. imagine. <laughs> but other than that, I mean, doesn't this feel like a living room? It's
1: nice, it's dude. Like it's a
0: casual afternoon. We're just hanging out.
1: I love it. <laughs> so I think that the point of podcasting for a long time, and I'll just I'll preface by saying this because I told Jason when we were we we're sitting here gearing up and checking all the audio. This doesn't happen often where you just get in a room, you mm-hmm. grab a couple mics. You're hanging out there's no cameras you don't feel like you're being recorded although him and i are just like staring at audio levels this entire time (laughs) but that i think might have been the purpose of podcasting back then so before we talk about routines you have your show trading secrets i love your show i've even like we've shared guests it's been this whole adventure of just seeing how you in the podcast space me in the podcast space it's ever changing. It's still the wild west. But I want to know your biggest takeaways thus far. You're in episode now. What We're what episode? Probably in
0: like seventy something. I don't even keep track. But it's been about a year. It's been like fifteen months or so. And every Monday we release a new episode.
1: So then, like even thinking about that many weeks of doing it. Yeah. I mean, that's, first of all, something long and hard to hold on to for the most part, but what have been the greatest takeaways? Obviously, you're learning from your guests, but as the host of the show.
0: It's been a lot too, because we record the main segment, and then also I have my buddy, the Curious Canadian. He's like the voice of the viewer. Him and I do a recap. And now we're adding even new segments in where we're having like everyday individuals come on and talk about their job. Like we just had a teacher on, and she was a teacher, and she was making forty grand, and she worked in teaching for thirteen years and only got a ten thousand dollar raise. And she talks about when she left teaching and doubled her uh, income. So we're doing all these like segments. So it's a lot of work to get it all out. To answer your question though, um, the biggest takeaway from being a host, there's a lot of ways I could I could get into this. I think one of the biggest things is just having the ability to let your natural curiosity drive conversation. I'll come in so planned with all the research and everything I want to talk about, right? And just like Justin showing me his notes and the conversation, will go in a whole different direction. And I think that's also relative to life too, like it doesn't matter who's sitting in front of you, whether it was like A-Rod or Gary Vee or Rob Deerdeck or any of the cool individuals we've had on, it's just about being curious and being resilient and adaptable because you gotta be able to pivot in life quickly. And you'll never be able to do that unless you're like fully locked in and really attentive to the conversation, to the body language, to the tone, to what they wanna talk about, to what energizes them. And that's been probably the most fascinating. Mm-hmm.
1: And then, I mean, you bring up a good point, which is like you're ultimately networking to some extent,
0: right? 100%. It's... Think about this. The old days of networking, like you'd have to go get a cup of coffee, Yeah, you take the time. You don't know where it's going to go. This, you're having like a really thorough conversation with someone. And and that's a really good point. I own a... I have 50% ownership in a talent agency. I would say more than 50% of the people that have come on our podcast, we have done a deal with since having them on like we have sourced a deal or collaboration or endorsement for them based on the podcast we had so that's another thing too. everything you do if you do it with intention and align it with other businesses you have you'll be able to to be able to like just grow everything if the tentacles all touch each other
1: Mm, so then help us understand here I think that like most people would look at that as uh, you remember back in the day before all of us got into into work before this was even a job for you. Yeah. Right. I mean, clearly you were in corporate banking. Yep. I was at corporate NBC. And then, most importantly, like when people start jobs, it's like network events, happy hours, mm-hmm. and hey, like shake your hand, get your business card, and like, what can we do together? And then, all of us, do you think now, I just want your candid thoughts. Are we past that? Do you think we're in a time where everything is almost this this hybrid version of, of connecting with people and then finding out where work can kind of meet in the middle of that? And especially for a podcast like what you're doing, there's so much there where it's always going to align no matter what, right?
0: Yeah, I think before it was like spray and pray, right? Like just spray your conversations, spray your handshakes, and pray that there's some type of common ground or you could maybe work together or have some type of relationship now there's so much information available to us. There's no need for that, you know, like what might feel like, uh, just like running and running in circles and circles, there's no need. You can get so much information between people's social media, the websites, the information on Google, LinkedIn. You could see so much about the people you're trying to connect with to understand where there is common ground, so that you could be so much more efficient with your time and energy when you're trying to connect with people. So I think if you are doing that, if you're doing this spray and pray method with anything, with like trying to get a job, throwing resumes into a in a a, a pit, you know, just trying to put it into an application without reaching out to someone. It. You're trying to find your next date. You're trying to find your next individual you can like prefer business to. If you're doing it with a prey and spray strategy, it's just not going to work. And there's no need for it because there's so much information today.
1: And you've heard from a lot of the high performers today. Have you found that there's like almost a common thread amongst your guests and people you've talked to, even people you work with? I mean, pod, more than just the podcast mm-hmm. now. You're operating businesses, a talent agency. People don't even know. If you're listening You like, and you didn't know, I mean, that's how we've worked together to some extent with MTC. Yep. And so there's this almost like, common understanding that everyone's got their hands in a little bit of everything which is my next point I wanted to talk to you about and so how have you managed that and and not just been Jason Tardick from the show or Jason Tardick with you know hundreds of thousands of followers and subscribers and listeners mm-hmm. you know because that's what people see on the on the, the plaster front of everything sure. they're just looking at that version of Jason yep and then here we are as I just described you and we have to get into a lot of it your podcast your book your companies your your investments that you've made your speaking yeah. engagements. And that's on top of personal life, yep. but then for you, where has that almost like been able to become this neutral balance? And then ultimately, like, are there routines that you might have throughout the seven-day period where you're able to, you know, identify which ones are most important and then activate accordingly?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's so many good things just in that question you asked. Um, even in the beginning of the question, when I, you say some of these people I, I work with or that work for me or that I've interviewed, I think if you look at like what is a common ground, I think if you look at like a standard deviation, right? Like like you look at what most people, like the traits and in, in personality characteristics and probably routines they have. Within that like standard deviation, I think it's pretty normalized. It's pretty routine. It's pretty blueprint. And all these people that come on my podcast or individuals that now work for me, I consider them like complete outliers of the standard deviation. They do things differently. They think differently. They approach things differently. They work differently. And it's such a great tie into this podcast. Back to your question, it's like I don't think any of those people have a routine that would be standardized by the norm, as that makes sense. Because they do shit crazy. I have one guy that works with me. You know him, Evan. He's up till like 3 in the morning working every day, right? So like that's not normal, but that's what he does. His brain ticks at night. So like he'll do his meetings. he get through the day. He'll take a break, you know, go have dinner with his wife. She goes to bed. She's a teacher at like 8, and then his creative side goes off at night. For me, I can't, my creative side doesn't go off. And my creative juices are flowing in the morning when I'm not talking to anyone. So I'd say all these people that I work with, they just do things differently. They do it their way and no standardized way. And then back to like the third part of your question about the whole just managing it all. um, It's a real challenge. I think it's a real challenge, especially when you look at just the relationship dichotomy of like uh, like Caitlin and I, we're both so independently driven. We're both entrepreneurs. We're both business owners. And when you do that, it's a 24-7 commitment. And the other thing about Caitlin and I, our approach and our routines couldn't be more different. Mm-hmm. So not only are we so independently driven, but we're also have different routines, which makes like the whole process of meeting in the middle... To work on both professional and personal development and growth can be a big challenge, a really big challenge. So definitely that's probably like my biggest area for growth is how do you manage the personal side of your happiness to be correlated with the professional growth and development you're trying to achieve?
1: Mm. We have to get to that in a moment too, because I know people are curious. If you're tuning in from Jason's side of the house, there's a t- like, there's a million questions I'm sure you have just about how you balance a relationship. And I saw a comment yesterday from Caitlin on your social when you went to the New York. Wait, Buffalo what? Buffalo Bills, Buffalo Wild Wings, (laughs) Buffalo Wild Wings. (laughs) But the Buffalo Bills game, and her first comment was like, "Hey, like tried to get in touch with you or something along the lines of, you know, you're busy posting on social, but clearly I was trying to get in touch." She's
0: chirping to the public. public." What are you doing? (laughs) I'm like, yeah, get rid of that comment. What are you doing?
1: I know that there's something that you guys have. It, it, like you had said, it might sound crazy of a routine in a relationship, which we'll get to, Mm -hmm. but. The only way that that probably works is because you guys have a mutual understanding and you're intentional about how you're living that, like you had said, nonstop, seven days. It's 24-7, if not 28-8, right? Like that's just the life you're living.
0: Um,
1: When you left corporate business, though, Mm -hmm. did you want to do all of this?
0: I wanted to, I think my biggest thing I wanted was to find financial success in a different way. But I wanted to find complete alignment with what I was doing. When I was in corporate banking, I would look at my calendar and I would be like dreading it. How do I get through that meeting quicker? How do like how do I just get through this day? I don't want to do anything. And my biggest goal through that process was I don't want to do that anymore. I wanna like wake up so excited about my schedule. I wanna wake up fired about fired up about meeting at two and three thirty. I wanna wake up really just Electric about the people I'm working with and what we're trying to do and the purpose and impact. And so when you do that, it drives such a different energy, you know, it drives such a different excitement. And for me, like that was my main goal, finding it. I didn't care if it was going to be in corporate, if it was another job, if it was another industry. I just wanted that. And I didn't, I was so sick of those. I talk about my book, The Restart Roadmap, The Sunday Scaries. Like it's on a Sunday and you're just, fucking dreading, sorry for swearing, dreading the Monday. Like you you, 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 you got the scaries just thinking about, oh, I got to go talk to the way they want me to talk and act the way I want to act and get my meetings put in so my boss doesn't yell at Like I want to go Sunday be like, I cannot wait till tomorrow. I'm going to rest. I'm going to recover. I'm going to have a great day today. But tomorrow, I am going to light that office up. I am going to be drilling X, Y, and Z. And that's where I'm at now. And that's what I just love. Like, I'm so, like, I saw a schedule today, had the opportunity to podcast with you, got a few meetings. I know what I'm doing. I'm excited about it Mm. as opposed to like anxious about it. Yeah, of course. And I, I
1: remember when we first chatted, it was, uh, Speaking of Evan and, and Pete and some other our, our mutual friends, I remember you talking about in your book that there was this moment where you went to the bathroom and had a panic attack mm-hmm. um, somewhere around this uh, day where you were going to have to go to present to a boss or maybe you were having a, what was that situation? So yeah,
0: that situation was, I think for so long, I was trying to live up to the standard that was put in place by everybody around me, right? By yeah. as deep as like, The standard, I felt like my girlfriend's family was like, well, you're doing this or you're doing this, all the way to, of course, my boss. Mm -hmm. Dressing a certain way, acting a certain way, talking a certain way, meeting your metrics. And so rather than like kind of falling into the bedrock of who I was and doing and presenting and executing my life to my authentic self, I was trying so hard to be something else, Mm -hmm. which was the perfect image to them. And the weight, it's like every day I did that, a little bit more weight. Just kind of piled on my backpack or my mm. shoulders, right? A little bit more weight, a little bit more weight, a little bit more weight, until I eventually cracked. And the cracking point is sitting in front of a, a huge pitch, and I'm with a senior banker. We've got CEOs and CFOs, and we got to nail this, and we're right in the middle of this big boardroom. And he was go, he was ready to kick it off, and he kicks it off. As he kicked it off, I'm sitting there, and I remember, like, am I sitting the right way? Am I acting the right way? Am I am I ready for my part? And I started like, I started like breathing a little heavy. I'm like, okay, like what's going on? And I just feel this like rush of anxiety. Mm. And I'm like, okay, just sit here and relax. You don't have to do anything. Just let him do it. And I'm getting deeper. I'm like, oh my God, I got to get the fuck out. I got to get out of this room. I I got to start panicking. And I go, is there a bathroom around here? Uh, and the like, executive, my, my banker looked at me like, "What are you doing?" And the CEO was like, "Ah, uh, yeah, it's just you know, down down the office, is, you know, right down the hallway, make a left," and I run out and I get there and I close the door. I get in the bathroom. I'm trying to gather like, "What is happening?" And I hit the deck. I just hit the deck. And I wake up in like a pool full of sweat, and I'm just like, "What happened?" Gather myself. I, I, I get back in the meeting. Get through it. The fact that you went back into the meeting, I went back in, got through it, know it, like I, you know, just completely did what I've done my whole life: hide my emotions, hide it all, act like nothing happened, Mm. coasted through. But then I got home at night and I was like, "What the fuck just happened?" Mm. And now I had this fear built into me that any time I was in these meetings or positions, that could happen again. Mm -hmm. And I think at the end of the day, what really allowed me to remove all that anxiety was to stop trying to live up to this expectation of everybody else Mm -hmm. and to just drop into who I am and do it the way I'm going to do it Mm. and talk the way I want to talk and act the way I want to act and just be me. And the sooner I did that, everything in my life started changing for the good. Mm. Well,
1: so we have a couple things to get back to in a moment. Clearly, we got to talk about this relationship. Clearly, we're going to have to talk about what it was like to get back into what you now feel like this is the best version of Jason. I told you that on the other podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah my God. Even that. then, we were like we were talking about the book, which was uh, great. Yeah. Remember yeah. we were talking about the book mm-hmm. and your podcast, and now it's like, all right, now we get to dive a little bit more deeper. And earlier, you'd mentioned like routines are crazy for people who are high performing. It was a note I had actually. Yeah. Just about. I mean, a lot of people want to. Maybe not. I mean, if you're listening and you don't think that you want to be like high performing and you know own stake in a company and have operating businesses and and you know post on social, just everything. I, I can go yeah. down again everything that you've done and everything you're up to. But if people are like, you know, I I want to be a little bit more performing. Maybe yeah. it's not the highest performing they can possibly be because they want to live till they're 900 years old. Sure. But for you, when it comes to high performance and the particular way that you've built routines post corporate, I mean, not. To like build trauma but like post that corporate lifestyle what's been the most effective you know one or two or a couple routines that you've been like this is how I stay happy and productive but ultimately Mm -hmm. I can perform at this peak and, and do all these things yeah you know and and just describe to us what that routine has been like for you
0: I think anyone that comes in here and says like they're the robot where every Monday they're up at 6 and they have their oats at 6.15 and then they work out from 6.30 to 7.30 and then at 7.45 they do yoga until 8 o'clock. I think they're full of shit. I just don't believe that humans are robots. I don't believe that every single day at the exact minute that's what they're doing. right? I think in general, at least for me what I do, is I prioritize my day mm-hmm. around a few like core meaningful things to me. Mm-hmm which is like, if I look back at it, like my health every day is really important. When I think about health, I'm like, am I being conscious of what I'm eating? Did I sleep well today? Did I get an exercise? Like I have a health area. Where am I going to take care of my health today? I have a wealth area. Like where am I taking care of my financial well-being? How am I making money today? How am I saving money today? Have I looked at the investments? Or am I growing my business? So am I managing health and wealth into my my overall day Mm -hmm. and then the third part is like happiness like i don't care if i have a day that's a 12 14 hour day in the office grinding there's got to be some component to happiness in there maybe Mm. the happiness is getting a drink with caitlin maybe the happiness is making sure at 8 p.m i'm watching big brother or i'm watching the buffalo bills but like some form of my day there will be a part where I'm like, this is awesome. Maybe it's just mm-hmm. taking myself out to dinner. Maybe mm-hmm. it's what I'm going to cook. I don't know. But I build my day around health, wealth, and happiness. The big things I want to focus on are sleep, exercise, work productivity, and just like overall like life efficiency. I mm-hmm. think we as humans, if we are not optimizing and just getting more efficient, aligned with us, what we know about us as humans, mm-hmm. we're doing ourselves a disservice. Mm. Every day... Justin gets more information about himself Mm. how his body reacts how he reacts is he good in social settings Are social settings Do they fill him? Do they drain him? You just get all this information and I think if you're not Taking in and absorbing all of that to make you the best you Mm -hmm. you're just doing yourself a disservice Mm. And if I can be better than I was yesterday then today was a win.
1: Yeah, right and then to be better than yesterday are there then Habits that you have to take that. Okay, say you're in a social setting, sure, and you're like, "Gosh, I'm so tired. Why were yeah. you tired?" And how do you evaluate that, and then yep. maybe learn from it? Because I think where people are getting so caught up these days, Jason, is that, you know, there's a lot happening. There's a lot of work things, and I have I have a thought in in a in a moment that I'll share with you, and I want your your piggyback on it. The, um, just around like having the f- first two hours to yourself, but before that, there's this evaluation right? Um, Part of looking at your day, how you feel and, and what you've accomplished and what have you, and then finding that moment of happiness. But then tomorrow's right there. Yep. You know, and people are always saying you'll get anxious by thinking about tomorrow, and you'll get depressed by thinking about yesterday. I think that's so <laughs> yeah, true. But true. for you, you're a very present, grounded person, and yeah. I think a lot of it just comes by taking notes and moving on quickly. So, are there maybe like a mental habit or something that you've been able to like really get grounded in that has allowed you to pick up, uh, you know, maybe a problem or a learning lesson immediately? You know, figure out what, what what was done and what you learned from it, and then move right past it and keep going.
0: I think being like. People just lead with ego so often, and I think that if you lead with ego, you're not not—you're discounting your ability to be self-aware. If you're discounting your ability to be self-aware, you're never going to learn. If you're never going to learn, you're never going to grow, and so many people just lead with ego, 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 and they're not willing to take any feedback, and the minute that you can get feedback and be more accountable with yourself, the better off that you'll be. Mm-hmm. Every day... I learned something about myself, something we could do differently. And not only do I, especially with people that, uh, that work on my team, I seek that. I, I, I have one-on-ones with every single person who works with me uh, weekly, and I will be like, give me something good. What could we have done different? What could I have done different? What could you have done different? Like because that accountability is what will drive, I think, success tomorrow. One thing I'm, I'm big on is when the when it's the night's over and we're wrapping up and I'm getting ready for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm big on focusing on like what is my schedule tomorrow? Do I have to adjust it? Does it make sense? What did I learn today? Like a reflection period is huge. If you talk to like again any of these professionals I've had on my podcast that are outliers, they all. Find ways to self reflect, self analyze, and then like change what they're doing. And I'll give you a great example Daniel Negreanu, best poker player in the world. He's won over $50 million with tournament winnings. Mm-hmm. If you take cash games, probably over $100 mm. Talk to him about his routine. I was like, how? What differentiates you? He said, when I come prepared to a tournament, What I do now versus what I do 10 years ago is night and day. He goes, I packed the suit that I'm going to wear at the final table. Mm -hmm. 10 years ago, I would walk into the the tournament. I would have dinners lined up with every single individual. I knew where we were going. I knew the drinks. I knew everything. Mm -hmm. Now I know, I've analyzed that I'm an extrovert. He Mm -hmm. knows that he's an extrovert, Mm -hmm. but he also knows that he's an introverted extrovert. I'm like, Daniel, what does that mean? He said, when I go to those dinners, I've recognized I have fun. It fills me up but it drains me. I feel like when I'm with other people, especially at the level, like my colleagues, I have to be really on, I have to talk the talk, I have to walk the walk, and while I enjoy that, Mm -hmm. my energy is decreasing by the minute, and the next day when it's time to play tournament poker, I'm not as focused because I'm like exhausted. Mm -hmm. And so I think that takes so much self-awareness to recognize. Mm. These are things I have to change. These are routines that have to be different. And uh, that podcast with him was very fascinating because he has changed his routine by the day to be the most optimized Mm. for him. Because you think differently and I think differently and things that charge me up might drain you down and things that charge you up might drain me down. And if you can't figure out what works for your routine and no one else's definition of what you should be doing, I don't think you'll like achieve that pinnacle of productivity.
1: Mm, that's right. Do you guys see why I brought him on the podcast? Like, I couldn't say these things better. <laughs> I actually decided that. So you've been podcasting, but something I decided a long time ago was I'm really good at listening, and I'm really good at like answering or sorry, uh, asking questions. But when smart people like you come on this podcast, I mean, you tuning in right now, you're learning just as much as I am, and you might think that I might have a little bit of, you know, knowledge, but it's only after you say things like that. I mean, you say awareness. Do you think that in today's time people, I mean, you say lack of awareness, but do you think that there's a there's a component of fear there? Or what do you think the biggest problem is for people not being self-aware enough to then make these quick, like routine decision hacks, right? Or like hacking your own life but day by day and figuring out what's going to work. And like you had said, take you up to the next level of productivity. But what do you think is stopping most people? I mean, you've seen both sides of it, not only in just corporate and what you're currently doing, but you talk to hundreds of people a week.
0: Yeah, I think the biggest thing is no one wants to, it's really not easy to look in the mirror and say, I'm not good at that, or I really need to improve on that. Like, there's so many things, especially in this world, when you think about social media, there's so many people reminding us daily of what we don't have, of what we wish we had. This optical illusion of perfection is everywhere, and it's in our face, mm-hmm. and so... As it's in our face, what I think is it gets harder and harder to dig within because our insecurity is increasing by the minute, right? Like you see someone that's, you know, on, on the yacht in Mykonos or traveling in Europe or they're with this big celebrity or they're having huge financial success or they look beautiful all the time. You constantly, all your insecurities about yourself, I think, are being magnified in 2022. So when those insecurities are being magnified, I think it becomes that much harder to be honest with yourself about true things you need to work on. It's mm-hmm. humans, you don't want to you don't want to show weak. Most people don't want to show weakness. But the minute I think you can kind of like tap into that and and own your weaknesses, and own your insecurities and take, you know, a development like strategy with the things that you might not have as opposed to a protective strategy of compartmentalizing, and pretend it doesn't exist, the better and faster you're going to grow. But I think mm. in 2022 today, the world we live in, it's never been harder mm-hmm. to be self-aware, to take accountability and grow mm-hmm. because I think we have so many guards up because of the access we give everybody to our life mm-hmm. and the visibility we have of everyone around us. Mm. People we don't know around the world by one click of a, you know, by one swipe of a thumb, we could see everyone's life and instantly find issues with ours.
1: Mm. And then have you found, Tim, and you bring up social media a bit ago, do you have habits or routines set in place to where you're not focusing on that? I I, I take you as someone who wouldn't necessarily scroll through social, but some of your job is on there, some of the posting, and I know that leads to mindless scrolling sometimes, but something, and I'll bring this up to you, the other day, I wanna say, like on an airplane, actually, you can appreciate this, on an airplane is when I get the most work done, it's when I feel the most present and I feel the most effective. And so he's like, oh my God, let me just like jet set and like be this like thing and and go work out of an airplane. Now I see why people fucking do it. (laughs) But outside of that, I was like mindlessly scrolling and I go, no. That can't be what, uh, you know, how you're gonna spend the time, right? So that was an awareness factor, but then now I have a very strict, it's not the do not disturb thing, I don't have any notifications. And I promised Mm -hmm. myself if I'm not posting inspirational content or anything about this podcast on social, I'm not on it. I I don't want to be on it, right? Because exactly what you had just said, there is no reason to just go like, scroll and see what everybody else is doing. There's educational uh, profiles and stuff, but for you, uh, particularly in social media, because I imagine your present day life is just, you know busy with working yeah. and traveling and doing your thing where you can be the most optimal Totally. but with social media have you set anything in practice where you know you're not on at this time and you're only on for this reason or maybe you're scrolling for this reason
0: I, tr- what I try and do is and with social media okay here's a routine of mine <laughs> it's it's like people are gonna judge me I'm not sure if you're like
1: me and you've been staring at way too many screens recently but I want to tell you about Felix gray as the top solution to blue light eyewear protection. These days, I don't think we recognize how often we're staring at phones, tablets, computers, TVs, Kindles, laptops, and other devices, but sometimes this really leads to so many problems in our life, especially if you do it for too much time for too long. Nobody ever wants to deal with headaches, blurry vision, dried, tired eyes, and trouble sleeping, right? And it's a proven fact that exposure to blue light at night can lower the production of melatonin, the hormone to regulate sleep, and so many other disastrous things that we should not be dealing with. It was a while back now that I interviewed the co-founder of Felix Gray, David Roger, on the Men of the Hour podcast, and I'll never forget our conversation. It was around the time when I had retinal eye syndrome from having stared at screens for too long without any protection. And I remember asking him, I was like, dude, you made these glasses for a reason, but you have to help us better understand why we should be wearing them while always staring at a computer screen. And what he was saying was the lenses filter 15 times more blue light that can make screen time tough on the eyes and disrupt sleep. So even having just a little protection, let alone what Felix Grey is able to do for our eyes, will not just alleviate some of the symptoms I'd mentioned earlier, but may even eliminate any of them to be potential problems in your life. These are the best blue light eyewear glasses on the market, and I want you to try them yourself. To find out more and shop for yourself, head to Felixgrayglasses.com forward/routineproject. They have non-prescription and prescription available for everyone in all types of styles. Check them out now at Routine routineproject What you're going to get is free shipping, free returns, free exchanges, and that's at Felixgray.com/routineproject.
0: When I wake up, this is a routine I swear by. When I wake <laughs> up, if, especially if I'm home in Nashville, which is rare, but if I am, I am waking up, I am taking the dogs out, I am pouring my cup of coffee, and I am going right in to a bath. I, <laughs> I thought you were going to say right into Justin, something else. Oh, Justin's reaction was amazing. In the morning? In the morning. I An ice bath? A, no. <laughs> what? I That's take a-, a warm bath. I got. I took one this morning. Epsom, I had eucalyptus, Epsom salts. I have my, my coffee, me, my phone, my coffee, and, the dogs. and a warm bath. And the dogs are laying right there. And that is like my peace spot. So like, in the, when I wake up, that's what I'm going to do. And when I do that, that's when I'm thinking about. It's usually when I think about the social stuff i want to achieve for the day right do i want to promote my podcast do i want to use twitter am i going to do this is there oh a financial angle okay. is there a person? what am i doing today is there something i could put out there and then that's usually when i'll do my planning session now i have a someone that works with me with social and every week we have a weekly content meeting where she'll talk Smart. about ideas and things and where she's posting and stuff like that um, but i try to post i try to this doesn't happen but either on instagram tiktok linkedin Twitter.
1: I forget there's that many and platforms. YouTube.
0: <laughs> I try to post at least one thing on all those every day. And that's not a post like in feed. I mean, like maybe it's one story slide, maybe it's a one TikTok that I could repurpose that was on Instagram. Maybe it's a tweet about what's happening in the financial markets or my state of well-being. Whatever it might be, I try and do at least one post on each of those a day. Mm. Once I've achieved that bucket, I'm good with social media.
1: So then you don't even—it's not even about, in the back of your head anymore. Yeah, I don't. Smart. I don't.
0: I don't have a desire for some reason to be scrolling. This sounds like very robotic, but it's real. I look at social media when I'm scrolling as like research and development. I know that's yeah. fucking crazy. People are like, "You're an idiot." But even but, that, you
1: would have to set aside time to probably do. But you have
0: set aside. But like once I have those five posts lined up, Boom. Like once I have the creative and I know what's relevant and what people are talking about, blah, 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 And I know what I want to do. Out, gone. Out of mm. good. If I won lottery, if I won the lottery tomorrow, Justin, the first thing I'm doing, like if I win. Let's say I win $250 million. The first thing I'm doing is I am deleting every one of my social media accounts. Hmm. Done. Over. So why? So no one can find out that you won the lottery? (laughs) It's just like, well, that. And just like, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. It's work. Social media to me
1: is strictly work. It's work. So it's no longer social media. It's 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 work media.
0: It's a great, I mean, listen, it's a, you know, my mom sent me a funny reel today and I loved it and I laughed. Hi, you're the best. And there's (laughs) obviously some good stuff from it, but it's, it's more like 80% of it to me is more work
1: Mm. than anything.
0: That's interesting to get
1: your take on that. And I'm sure it's the same for a lot of people, especially when your job is that. Yeah. Think about it. some people's jobs are social media and some people's jobs are to be on social media Correct. Think about the influencer and the person who manages that influencer. Yeah, that's interesting Well, that's where and I that's,
0: mean if you look at all my income sources it touches social media, which is a little scary it touches mm, I I, I in- source a lot of income from um, Doing influencing deals. I source a lot of income from any speaking or live event, but those are all Tied to your if they're inbound they're seeing my social and reaching out. That's right the talent we manage All social media. My podcast drives revenue, but how are we marketing it? Social media. Uh My book drives revenue. How are we marketing it? Social media. Right? So like social media in almost every business I have, (coughs) other than like real estate and small business investing, it's the core of it all, Mm. which is, you know, that's still work.
1: still work. And you just, and uh, I said this when I introduced you and you just went through it again, just all these things that you're up to and back to high performance for a moment, the look at like a calendar year for yourself. With me for a moment. And I've yet to ask oh this God, question. I'm getting but anxious. No God. No. I can't even. I can't even. Let look me not take you back to the. No, right. <laughs> no, right. But because you may have done pl- plenty of planning, which is totally the question, brother. You think about the, the entire calendar year. So say you're in January, February from this okay. past year, and you're looking at how you want the year to go, what big milestones you want to reach, where you're putting your time and energy, which is the is the question now. When you do think that far ahead. Right. And you're in planning stages. And you know that it, not every day, like you'd said, cannot be the same. It cannot look the same. Routine cannot look the same for you every single day of every week, month and year. For Right. Sure. in, in that fact. Sure. So for you, when you're looking forward and you're planning big things mm-hmm. and you're just planning to like work and execute and build and grow. How do you map that out for yourself so that then you can only think like one week ahead when the time actually comes?
0: Yeah, I think it's a, that's a great question. And people at home that are listening, I want you to do this. If someone created your Wikipedia page right now, what would it look like? What would be on it? If, if, you, were, if you were on Justin's podcast and he was doing your intro, the intro he did for me, what would your intro be? Right. And when I think about the things that you had mentioned in the intro, and I think about things that would be on like the my resume or my Wikipedia page or whatever it might be. These are things that I want to like really focus my energy on. Right? So for example, I could be in a hundred meetings with something that's unproductive or that's checking the box. And that's like, let's say a hundred hours of work, but nothing is actually accomplishing that major line item in my resume or my story and i like to think about the year like what am i going to put my effort to or towards that's going to develop and and lead to my story right so one of the things i, I wrote a book right writing a book that for, forever like on my resume or whatever a author will be there mm. so are you putting in time and energy to things that are materially driving your story Mm-hmm creating an impact, creating a legacy, creating something greater that can live longer than just your time here. And so when I will plan for the year, I'll plan for the month, or I plan for the day, I think, what am I doing today that's driving something material? that's not insignificant. It's not another meeting, another conversation. It's something that's leading to what I'm trying to achieve. Because I think in this world, there's so many distractions and Mm. there's so many ways you're getting pulled. If you're not aligning your routines, your Mm -hmm. meetings, your schedule, your energy to achieving things that are like materially growing, what you want Mm -hmm. your story to be. Mm -hmm. I think you'll just be led in a path by someone else as opposed to like, Leading everything you want to achieve.
1: I love how full circle that goes to because earlier you'd mentioned self-awareness and until you're self-aware you might not be able to identify what Jason was just talking about and uh, Even more important right to take everything you just said around maybe discovering self-awareness Doing something with it and then knowing what to do The distractions now and then we'll get to Caitlin in a moment because I know we said we would Um, I even had it written down make sure you talk about relationships. So you think about discipline you know and that's hard. I'll be very honest and like I'm 26, I'm still learning it. If if anything that was my goal this year was to stay disciplined, focused and lose the ego yeah. to be very honest. Those were big things. But this idea of discipline can be so difficult yeah. and challenging for people because of the distractions. So how have you kind of made sure that that was something that you you were pulling out the distractions of course, I'm sure. Yeah. But just remaining super focused on what those you know like material goals were. You know, and then and then not losing track of that discipline. And if you ever veered off, how did you get back on track?
0: For me, discipline has to be extremely objective. So I'm a very like I'm like numbers don't lie. Right. So like why, you know, discipline with health stuff. I'm obsessed with this whoop band I have on. Why am I obsessed with it? Because it gives me objective numbers where I know this is how much you slept. This is your health score. This is, your, this is how many miles you ran. This is your heart rate. Like, so people would look at this and be like, dude, you're nuts. But that's just how it works for me. I need objective measurements. Um, how, many, how many actual meetings did I have? How much income did I generate this, mm-hmm. this month? Like, so I'm very focused on the, like, the analytics of things. And analytics keep me disciplined mm. and even this whoop band keeps me disciplined i know when i had a day like last night with the bills game i drank too much i ate like shit. it tells me yeah right, so <laughs> i like objective ways uh to stay disciplined and then i think if people are out there struggling to stay disciplined mm-hmm. i find for me just for me what works best is accountability through peers so mm. let's say i'm having like a, a tough work week and i'm just like not really focused the best way to get refocused is get meetings on the calendar with people that you know are going to hold you accountability say you're struggling with creativity mm. get someone that's creative and put it on the calendar say hey i need an hour of brainstorming with you uh you're struggling with working out or nutrition sure get someone that you know works out and say hey i really need a workout wednesday four o'clock justin can we go lift mm. can we go run and now I, I, AM, can't, or PM. I can't say, yeah, AM or PM. I can't say no because I now have someone relying on me to be there. That's right. So I think like bringing peers in the picture and accountability. And for me, it's just objective discipline. Like the numbers don't lie. It's not because someone has a bad thought of you or a bad day. It's truly because you can see the results and that's what keeps you disciplined.
1: Mm. And then that goes into relationships, yes. right? Yes. And that's hard because like as much as you would rely on a friend to go work out with, you are also relying on your now fiance and how you guys are going to evolve this life outside of work. Like yeah. you'd said, if you won that jackpot, that million, what did you say, $250, $250, 250 million dollars before after taxes, right? Maybe
0: more than that. Give me, I'll, <laughs> know, I'll take 100. I'll take 50. <laughs> 50 and my social's gone. And then the
1: social's <laughs> gone. But then you get to probably just focus on, you know, they always say like financial freedom will lead to a lot of um, peace, right? Peace of mind in the sense that you don't have to work and be on a computer every day and that they're, they're, comes that, and I'm sure you've found a delicate balance along the way, obviously clear enough that you can then be with Caitlin. Mm -hmm. So in your relationship, where are you two meeting in the middle in terms of having a very disciplined uh, way of living together and being together and loving each other? but then not losing track of the fact that both you guys
0: are super busy
1: and you have to know exactly where you're at at all times and you're both on airplanes constantly and traveling and da-da-da.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what's interesting, right, is how do I keep myself disciplined? I had just told you objective stuff. The interesting thing about relationships, especially your, your significant other – to keep yourself accountable, there is no objective measure. I was gonna There's say, no yeah. you went on two dates and spent three hours together, so you checked the box. That's not how it works. So that's probably one of that's one of my biggest challenges is mm-hmm. in the way you have to the I've noticed that so you have to tap into that. It's strictly it's not objective. It's the definition of subjective. It's emotional check ins. It's understanding people's state of mind. It's being like present to say, hey, do you feel like connected? Because you can't measure connected. You can't go to, you know, have breakfast together, have a good conversation. And then you are connected nine out of 10 it's not this objective thing so mm-hmm. that's one thing that is it's a work in progress it's a work in process it's something that we continually work on and i think i think it just comes truly down to communication oh yeah that's what they say for this, sure and just being on the same page and m- many days we're not and many days we are right like so that's one of those things that we have to continually work on and Anyone that comes in here and says they're on the same page with their significant other every single day at every hour of what they're doing and how they're doing, I just don't think, going back to our conversation earlier, mm-hmm. they're self-aware mm-hmm. enough to know that. Oh.
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny. I think that, would you say then, I mean, if, if you've been tuning this entire time, uh, first of all, thank you. And second, you're seeing how a lot of these conversations, the best part of podcasts, yeah. my friend, is that, everything you alluded to earlier somehow then ties into the questions you're now answering. You hope so. It's well, really consistency cool. Like no, consistency no it's like a shop know. podcast yeah. <laughs> yeah. or like the person's just like not answering just like the questions right, right. all over the place. Well, to your point about being full of shit, you, you mentioned earlier something about the ego letting go of that. That ultimately would you say leads to self-awareness because it's the core of what we're talking about right now is self-awareness yeah. and discipline and being self-aware enough to know that all these elements that we've talked about in Jason Tardick's life have
0: Evolved in a yeah. positive way due to his self-awareness. Yeah, uh, I think so and I think the thing is is the second you stop Focusing on developing you and understanding you the more you're doing yourself and your partner a disservice mm. a lot of issues I think in relationships actually lead to just not working on yourself And you have things that are triggering in you. And you have past trauma you haven't addressed. And then you're taking those issues and you're throwing them onto someone else, hoping that it gets solved and it doesn't. Mm. And I think the best way, like if you're struggling with some of this stuff, like personal growth or relationship stuff, the best thing you could do is go work on you. Mm. And I think everyone has, has kind of a duty to do that. You know, like I found that, Earlier this month, I was like, I'm just drowning a little bit. Like, I feel mm. like I'm drowning with work a little bit. I'm drowning just in life. I'm taking on too much. I'm saying yes to too many things. I need just, like, a check. So what I do, I, like, instantly reach out to my therapist. I'm like, hey, we haven't connected in a long time. Let's Let's get together. Mm. And on September 26th, I'm going to see her. Jiffy jiffy's my girl <laughs> so she's great luke jiffy so you work like, for that t- that's <laughs> that's my talking. job as a business owner that's my job it's like a partner to caitlin that's a job for me as a human like if i feel like i'm drowning and i'm not being you know aligned the best for me and the people around me like i gotta go do work on myself no one else is going mm-hmm. i'm going mm-hmm. so that's just a thought i think that makes makes sense for me.
1: I love that you say that this is a job because earlier we talked about jobs mm-hmm. and your jobs mm-hmm. and Caitlin's jobs and what all of us are doing is work equals job. But you just said that your job instinctually somehow is to make sure that you're taking care of yourself so the people around you know that Mm -hmm. feel that and love that you know uh, and i'll say this personal note real quickly when i met jason i was like oh yeah new book and i've been meeting to meet jason target because i know evan and i know everybody in his circle this Mm -hmm. will be so fun but i noticed how pure intentioned you've been with your time and energy in the course of our friendship Mm -hmm. for the short term it's been cool because it went from virtual to we've done some things and we've been in person and we've had like mutual settings and that i think and just like, again, like a personal, ad, um, just like an attribute to you is, yeah. and a compliment really is just when you find people in your lives and you realize that they're so grounded. They're exactly what they're, like, they're doing exactly what they're supposed to be doing on their own timeline. And you can appreciate that when Jason doesn't, like, you know, hey, buddy, you should come to this thing or whatever. And you say no. It's like, yeah. that's a delicate. Um, it's, it's almost like a, an acceptance, right? Because yeah, yeah. I appreciate and I value where you, I know you're putting your time and energy. Yeah, yeah. I don't think people, like you say, speak to the relationship with Caitlin, of course, but then in friendship, that's a huge part.
0: Yeah, I think that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, the live example, right? Justin asked me to go to this workout on Sunday, was it Sunday morning? Yeah, Sunday, Sunday, morning Sunday morning rooftop, morning, yeah. Right? My natural inclination is like, yeah, I want to go. But then I started looking at like the balance and the priorities and Caitlin's going to be on the road. I'm going to be on the road Monday. Caitlin's gone Tuesday. I won't see her till next Sunday. Yeah, Like I need to put in time to get ready for the week. I need to put in time with Caitlin. That's right. right? So I want to be at the rooftop. I can't be there. Uh-huh. Got to go take the dogs to the park. Got to go do this with mm. Caitlin. Like, so yeah, the whole idea of just like open communication, prioritization of time mm-hmm. and just, uh, all that stuff is big.
1: Yeah, and then to, to, to wrap that thought, I think we as a culture need to be better about accepting uh other people's priorities. Yeah. And not taking anything personal and then ultimately not looking at excuses as a thing. Sure. I'll be honest, and you've seen this more than I have, but even, I mean, you mentioned earlier just having weights on your shoulders and constantly trying to please people and, and mm-hmm. fit the mold and vision of what they thought Jason Tardik was supposed to look and, you know, be like. And and so back then, I'm sure you felt it even more than now, but making excuses and feeling sorry and, hey, no, but the making making a reason. Totally. There should
0: be none of that. There should be none of that. I agree with that that completely i agree with that completely and everyone yeah if you if you're a people pleaser and you find yourself that like you're running down this rabbit hole of trying to make everyone else happy and you're only finding that you're not happy you got to hit the brakes and Mm. and look within like that's a huge one yeah and
1: then speaking of hitting the brakes uh we're gonna send jason on his way here in just a little bit folks but i got a question about what you have to do every single day but is is it that bath i mean you think of a routine and that's a that's a routine my friend but it was something you have to do non-negotiably every single day that you consider a routine seven days a week 365
0: outside of the bath what is that oh my god that's a good question um like the, probably the only truly the only consistency if you say 365 days a year what are you doing consistent every single day it's i'm drinking coffee I'm you're drinking water and I'm focusing on my sleep like I don't other every my days are like some days I'm here some days I'm there tomorrow I fly to LA and then we have to drive to Vegas and then my mom comes into Vegas on Friday like there's so much shit there's, if you're not like being resilient adaptable to what you're doing like how I don't know how you can live in this world but you know I guess every day there are things I'd use too. like there's a little app called any list any list is an app I use every single day I use my email every day I text every day I use social media every day like it's interesting to dissect the things you do consistently every day but i think the tools technology and then just like my consumption of certain things are things i do every day you know Mm. it's interesting it's like it's not interesting because that's that's the real truth of it what what is what is the most interesting thing someone's told you they do every day Or like, what are some other examples people have given you in that scenario? Well, I like that yours are so simple, right? Water,
1: coffee, and sleep. Because (laughs) no one said that. I think the most interesting thing that someone did non-negotiably every single day, I want to say it was Nigel Barker. He mentioned fasting, and I think he's crazy for that. I think he's a great person, but I was like, you fast until you're absolutely hungry because it's your way of staying focused. He's like, yeah, no, I've been in the routine most of my life for not eating anything after I work out all the way until probably 3 or 4 p.m. And then I do a big meal and I go – Okay, yeah, like wow, now, <laughs> then that was the soundbite for social. But are but you actually doing that every day? I mean, I'm gonna have to like, take a man so for So, I, I, I usually
0: yeah. fast Monday to Friday, I'll fast, but my fast is like I'll start eating at noon, and yeah, same around eight, yeah, and I'll you know, it's, and, but I'm not actually doing it every day, you know, it's like yeah. give or take today. I'll do it, <laughs> yeah, we haven't eaten sure,
1: today today. sure. it's 12, We hit 12. the 12 marker, it. yeah, Good for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But that's, that's why I asked the question. It's like you think of the one thing, or for you, it's like the one consistent model of, of liquids and sleep. But that's where I feel like most people are not thinking enough about, you know, that, that's a routine in and of itself, you know, the one thing.
0: Yeah, I think it, the, the, the health, wealth, happiness, those are three things every day I am thinking about no matter what. I'm I love thinking that. about. Did I talk to my mom. Did I talk to my family. Did I talk to my friends today. Am I working today? Am I trying to work on my health? Like those are the three things that every day they come across my mm-hmm. head, and I want to do something within those like pillars, if you will. Mm. And then the but rest is gravy. The, rest the is extra, like, you got to be able to pivot and be resilient, and adaptable, and change, and things happen. That if you get so stuck into your routine, right. your routine's going to like drive your life, and before you know it, you're going to look back and be like, "Sweet, I stayed focused on one routine every day, but." i missed out on so much mm-hmm. and i think that's the other thing too like try new shit people get so stuck in their things like the other day mm. i had someone asked me to go to jiu-jitsu dude i would never go to jiu-jitsu i don't know what jiu like what but i'm like you know fuck, let's go yeah. let's go I, I went there i met new people right. i knew new tactics of defense all this cool stuff was great workout i'm gonna start going to jiu-jitsu now yeah like take out new challenges to get yeah. you out of your routine I'm yeah. a big proponent of break your routine. Yeah, no, I love that. <laughs> I'm coming in here Some challenging a routine to, project.
1: I love that. No, there's been three things that are so noticeable. Routines, not having routine, or sorry, having routines, not having routines, and then changing and, and adapting and like building new ones. Yeah. And that's been really cool of a model to see. And like you'd said, try new things, but it comes from your spark of curiosity. I think you're generally a curious person, yeah. and I, could, I just know that, but if you're listening and then that's not a quality you have, I encourage it. I think a lot of people should be more curious. Ask more than you uh, answer, right? Or they used to say like, listen more than you talk, but if you're asking the right questions, you'll learn, but then like, just stay generally curious about people you're running into, books that you're reading, podcasts you're listening yeah. to, or what have you, and you will not only learn things, but you are literally going to see that the, the, the majority of the human race wants to educate you on their story, yeah. wants to teach you something new, or take you to a jujitsu class and yeah. you
0: know, and that's part of life. You have to experience those things. You should just an idea. When you have people on, you should ask them what was one of the biggest Ch- changing moments in their like professional or personal lives probably professional lives and I'd be curious to see if those moments those decisions those actions those things occurred because of the routine or because mm-hmm. they went off the routine no oh, I, I love that when I look at my life and I think about like the marquee moments for me all of them were off routine impromptu, maybe against the grain decisions I made that mm. led the big things. Good and point. so I think like the routine might uh, getting like deep into theory, it might keep you balanced, but the routine should keep you balanced so you're ready to jump off the beam when the wild curveball comes, cause those moments happen quickly in your life. And if you don't capture them, they'll pass you by. That's right. And you said that
1: about high performers earlier, as all of the outliers I'm sure have to act as fast as possible. Yeah. Startup community, uh, sorry, startup leaders in the same. Yep. Like when you have a smaller business, it's even more important that you jump and, and you take an impromptu, you know, whatever decision and you you make the cuts and moves. You say off the beam and I'm thinking you're going to go to gymnastics class next. You got jujitsu. <laughs> I got to take you track. to the gymnastics. There's a ton in <laughs> oh, yeah, Tennessee. I was a cheerleader. Guy. Let's do a gymnastics we'll do, like, class. I've we'll teach you how a backflip and everything. Let's do it. Jason, I got one more question for you and it has around, uh, or it has to be around when you feel like you've built a solid routine um, and you know that you have certain things in place now right as those routines but as they began to change or you've jumped off of them what's still left is there anything that you i mean we've talked about a lot but is there anything left where you're like i really want to start doing this and i know that there has to be a system or routine in place in order to accomplish that whatever that is what is it
0: um that's a good question for me it changes it changes a lot um like I think about all the, those areas, like the health, the wealth, the happiness, right? So in each of those areas, I have something. Right now, in the health category, I'm very focused. I want I'm trying to put like more weight on, I'm trying to put more muscle mass on. You can have mine, right? <laughs> <yeah>. my <laughs> so like the health, I'm very focused on lifting more, consuming more protein, stuff like that. In the wealth category, I'm trying to get our businesses to be more self-sustaining where I don't have to have so much operational impact day to day so Mm. that's like a a business thing I'm really trying to do and a happiness thing I'm really trying to do is just balance Mm -hmm. I don't have enough balance in my life so like those are the three biggest priorities I'd say within that health wealth and happiness bucket that I'm that I'm focused on but I think it's important, again, with your goals and stuff that you're changing them often. Just like, you know, one of the questions I think you prepared me for, you said you might ask, is like, who inspires you? I think Mm. so, like, you ask someone who inspires them and they give you, like, the same cookie-cutter answer that they would say in every interview. Yeah. And for me, it's like, be observant enough that the person that inspire you, inspire you changes daily. Like see what someone is doing. Like yesterday, this guy doesn't inspire me with everything by any means whatsoever. I don't even, at times I'm like, I don't even like this guy. But yesterday (laughs) I was inspired by Logan Paul. Well, I was inspired by Logan Paul. Logan Paul is now in the WWE and he just got a, a, a date that he just set where he is going to be fighting the world champion, Roman Reign in WWE for the world belt. Insane. It's People will train for 45 years. They will be in the the family heritage of Hulk Hogan and still, (laughs) after being in WWE for 25 years, never have a chance to compete for the World Championship belt. I'm not saying this is a fan of WWE. I'm saying it is absolutely wild that this dude came from YouTube. Mm. Anything he touches, he's dealing with the biggest and best in the industry. He wants to be a boxer. All of a sudden, he's fighting Floyd Mayweather, the best boxer to live. Then he says, I'm going to be in WWE. WWE and now he's getting a title shot for the world right. championship like everything <laughs> the guy touches he ends up becoming at the biggest stage and the biggest podium in any industry and there's so much impressive work that goes behind the scenes mm-hmm. for him to do that mm-hmm. and so yesterday he inspired me and today I'm gonna have someone else that inspires me and I think yeah. people should whether it's their goals or inspired by it, that stuff should change regularly
1: it's almost like Discipline by Flexibility. Yeah, ooh, I like that. Which is discipline very well, I mean, I could type it right now, that might very well be the episode title for your, for your podcast. I might get tattooed my arm right there. Discipline by, by Flexibility. By flexibility. Ooh, that's good. Right, so Discipline in Jiu-Jitsu and then Flexibility in Gymnastics. There sort of you to get go. You on that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all, this was Jason Tardick, and I'm just so thankful, buddy, uh, for your time and energy and trust in the conversation and if you guys, I really hope you were able to learn something from him. Uh, I hope he inspired you. Maybe he was the one person today that inspired you for just today, and hey, knows, uh, maybe for the rest of your life. Uh, I hope you guys are uh, following him after this episode, because we'll link everything below in the show notes. Uh, I used to say it was in the description below, but I'm not sure how it is on every platform, but for the, m- for the most part, uh, everything that Jason talked about and everything that he's been up to, his book, everything's below uh, for you guys to check out as well. Continue to follow him on social. Uh, I think you'll love it, no, no matter whether or not it's work for him. You're going to love seeing what you see on his Instagram and YouTube and Twitter pages and everything. And then ultimately this book, Restart Roadmap, Rewire and Reset Your Career is available now or anywhere you want to purchase. I think most popularly sold on Amazon, yep, yep. Uh, which will also be linked below. And then Trading Secrets, his podcast, his amazing podcast that's been on the air for, you said, 15 months, right? Yeah, about holy moly that's also linked below i'm so excited for you buddy and i can't wait to get you guys another episode next week so until we get that one over to you thanks for clicking play uh wherever you did whenever you did uh because i love having you here when i get to learn from people like jason uh so many brilliant humans that we get to bring on this podcast and all i have to do is sit down ask questions and shut up so we'll catch you guys on the next episode jason tardic my friend thank you for doing this with
0: me thank you for having me it's
1: Justin again and that concludes today's episode. I hope you learned something new or exciting about routines or at least took something away from the guest I had on the show. Now I've got plenty more episodes coming up on this podcast so be sure to click that follow button wherever you're listening. Oh and you know how it goes the show only gets better when I hear from you so drop a rating and review and let me know what you loved and maybe what we can do better on this podcast to keep you coming back each week. Now until I get that next episode to you start building the routines that matter most to you and inspire others to do the same.